This is Sports Talk with Phil Cordblue, Chris Bergen, and Pat Daniel. Sports Talk is heard across the state on radio affiliates of the Sports Talk Media Network and is streaming live on SportsTalkSC.com, as well as Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. The South Carolina Education Lottery lucky number to call in is 888-898-2525. That's 888-898-2525. Now, here are Phil, Chris, and Pat with tonight's edition of Sports Talk. All right, welcome in, everybody. Welcome in. It's a Friday night. Friday night. Say it again. It's Friday night. All right, we're letting our hair down. My hair's down, Pat. Pat's hair's down. Chris, you got your hair down? Always. Hair's down. Hair's on fire. Ready to rock and roll on this Friday night. Actually, we got some serious stuff to get into. Uh, It's a big recruiting weekend over at South Carolina Junior Day, and we're going to talk a lot about uh, that and some recruiting stuff going on. And good win for Coastal last night, Chris. A little overtime action. They pick up the dub. It's how Coastal and Appalachian State always play, Phil. That was the third time in the last five games that they've gone to overtime. But finally, from a Coastal perspective, they figured out a way to slay the dragon, so to speak. And you could tell a huge sigh of relief from Cliff Ellis when he came over to chat with me in the postgame. But a terrific game. Uh, offense, both teams shooting the ball extremely well. A lot of fun. If you didn't have a dog in the fight, that was one of the better games of the night last night for sure. Yeah, so, you know, Coastal's right there. Like you mentioned last night, it's very tight at the top of the Sun Belt standings. And, you know, Coastal's winning a game here, winning a game there, just kind of hanging in and keeping within reach of the leaders. Well, and they've got a team tomorrow in South Alabama that's towards the bottom of the pack, and Coastal right now sitting three and four. That basically has them, you know, eight, nine teams in front of them. Marshall and Southern Miss and Louisiana and ULM still lead the league. But Coastal's only two games back of those guys, and tomorrow's one you think, at least on paper, if you're the uh, Shauna Clears, you feel like you should get a win against a two and five South Alabama team. But that remains to be seen because everything in this league, it's hard to win two or three games in a row. It's like the old ACC. You may win one at home. You basically have to protect your home court because going away from home and trying to win is going to be awfully, awfully hard in this league. Absolutely. All right, you got Clemson tomorrow at home against Virginia Tech. Tigers trying to bounce back from that loss at Wake Forest. Virginia Tech on a six-game slide. So let's see how Clemson handles the a little bit of adversity of dealing with a loss and we'll see if they have uh, some of their guys back, Chase Hunter in particular, if he's able to go. I get a feeling, based on how Brad Brownell was talking after the game on Tuesday night in Winston-Salem, that they'll have Hunter back uh, tonight, unless he did something to aggravate his foot uh, during the week. And i got to believe they were very uh, careful with him in practice. So that'll be be big for Clemson to have him back. South Carolina at home tomorrow against the uh, – Auburn Tigers, nationally ranked team, uh, very talented once again. Bruce Pearl bringing in another strong team to Columbia. Uh, They've beaten the Gamecocks six straight times. The Gamecocks have had uh, two miserable Saturdays in Columbia. It's a shame, man. The schedule gave you three Saturday dates in Columbia, and it's been brutal. It's been a living hell for the Gamecock basketball team and their fans in the CLA the last two Saturdays. And it could be a third coming up. 
Well, and if you're just a basketball fan, I mean, the, the way the schedule is broken down, Saturday afternoon you should have, have enough time to go out and cheer on your team and watch a good ball game. You had Tennessee roll into town nationally ranked. You had Texas A&M come in the following week. They're really good. And now you get another nationally ranked team at Auburn. And South Carolina just has not matched anywhere close to the intensity that they need to play with when they're facing these kind of teams. They need that Kentucky team to show up tomorrow to have any shots. I mean, this could get ugly if they don't because Auburn is as good as advertised, and they're going to give uh, South Carolina fits tomorrow, and the Gamecocks have to find a way to, to respond and respond early. Again, first half will dictate how that game goes. If Carolina's in it at the half, they've got a shot to win because they're really good with the lead at halftime. They've been terrible when they've trailed in the first half, and most times, Phil, they've been so far back. Even a good second half hasn't been enough to rally them back to a win. Yeah, yeah, they've been so far behind that you, I mean, you'd have to have, you'd have to double the scoring on the opponent just to get back in the neighborhood uh, in some of these games. So, and we'll see how the Gamecocks uh, play it tomorrow. But that's a talented Auburn team, of course, and South Carolina just doesn't have the overall talent. But there's no excuse for the lack of effort in rebounding, the lack of physicality at times, uh, and we'll see how they approach that game tomorrow. Uh, no trouble for the USC women last night. They blasted <laughs> Vanderbilt, practically doubling the score on them. I wonder if they get bored. I wonder if Dawn Staley just gets bored sitting over there because she's had to make very few challenging decisions during games this season. They've had very few close contests. Or maybe, you know, they got LSU coming up. Yeah. They got UConn coming up. They got Tennessee coming up. But really, outside of that, Who's going to challenge them? I mean, the last competitive game they they had, Phil, was that uh, that matchup uh, early in the season on the road at Stanford that they won in overtime. But since, I mean, you look at what they've done in SEC play, it's insane. I mean, they, I guess the Mississippi State game was competitive, but I didn't really feel like even as that game progressed that South Carolina was going to lose, even though they only won by seven. But for the most part, they have just been humbling teams on a weekend, week-out basis. But you mentioned getting bored. Hmm. They, they've got to find a way to make sure that doesn't happen and creep in because Arkansas's decent enough. They could stay in the ball game on Sunday, but it, it, it would be really hard and it's sort of human, you know, it's sort of human nature to start looking at the rest of the schedule. You see UConn on the roads February 5th, and then you see LSU coming into town on February 12th, and it's hard not to start thinking about those games when you still have five or six games before you even reach the UConn matchup. I got to believe that LSU game, with the way they're playing and, of course, the coach they have. This matchup, both in terms of the bench and the players in Columbia, you got to have 18,000. Oh, yeah. And I imagine the tickets for that game, you might, on the secondary market, you might see some pretty high prices uh, for that game. But I got to believe the CLA will be packed for that one and the atmosphere will be uh, tremendous. So, USC women do what they do. Aaliyah Boston last night. Another double-double, the 72nd of her career, and that ties the program record owned by Sheila Foster. Wow. Going way, way, way back. And, uh, you know, now what are they going to do, I mean, when Aaliyah Boston finishes this year, and she'll be the first pick in the draft, I would imagine, and uh, she's won a national championship, and she's won National Player of the Year. Does a second statue go up? Does Aja Wilson's statue get a – Get a buddy out there for the Pigeons in front of the CLA? What's going to happen? I think you almost have to, especially if she wins a second straight national championship. Uh, obviously, Asia Wilson was sort of the uh, cornerstone of what Dawn Staley has built at South Carolina, but 
Aaliyah Boston has maybe taken that program to the next level, if that's even possible, as dominant as they have been. And she got that double-double last night. Phil only played 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at their minutes, their starters are barely playing a half of basketball right now because their games are so lopsided. That will be another challenge for Dawn Staley, I think, is keeping those starters fresh – not fresh enough, but at least engaged enough that when they have to play 30, 35 minutes, are they able to do so? But I don't see – especially if this team wins another national championship, I don't see any way around. If you're going to start celebrating your women's basketball team and you've got a statue of Asia Wilson, Aaliyah Boston should be right beside her. And I mentioned uh, recruiting, and we'll dive into this uh, in a little bit. Our phone numbers are 888 South Carolina Education Lottery. Lucky number into Sports Talk. See some folks are holding already. We'll get to your calls. We'll take your calls throughout the show. Birdies and bogeys and biceps around South Carolina. George Bryan, Robbie Timms, Tsunami Robbie. They'll join us at 730 to talk about uh, the golf world, the world of uh, physical fitness, how the tsunami bar can make uh, you more physically fit and also be a great asset in your in your golf game as well. All that coming up at uh, 7.30. Between now and then, we'll have your phone calls and recruiting and our conversation. And uh, I was going to say, though, um, of course, Sunday is uh, the Cam Pringle announcement day, and he's made his decision. He's notified the school. And from what his coach, Eddie Ford, tells me, it came down. He did not tell me the the school. I didn't ask. Didn't want to know. Let the young man have his moment and put it out there. Despite all these crystal ballers and all these other projections, projections. You know, I love how people scream at me for not letting a kid have his moment. Yet they're more than happy to read uh, crystal balls and uh, mm-hmm. projections that uh, you know we know the people get those from folks inside the program. But be that as it may, he said he believed it came down to South Carolina and Georgia. Uh, which, if you're a Clemson fan, you're like, huh, okay, that's not good from our standpoint. In fact, uh, Clemson didn't even go down to see him this week. No Clemson coaches went by the school. South Carolina, Tennessee, Wake Forest, NC State, Georgia, all had uh, head coaches. Well, most had head coaches in. Now, they couldn't go and talk to him because he's a 24 kid, but they could see him and they could be seen. Isn't that a ridiculous NCAA rule now that's still in place? I mean, everybody's recruiting the 24 guys, and you've got this archaic rule that says you can't talk to them until, you know, this certain date this year. And But they can be seen, and they can wave, and they can yell at them, and, and they can see him. But I'm going to announce at 2 o'clock at the school on Sunday. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean – Thinking South Carolina, he likes South Carolina, been there a lot, but Kirby Smart was just in there on Wednesday, did not come in by helicopter, had planned to, but the weather wouldn't let them fly the chopper in. And, um, you know, when when they – and he came with Mike Bobo. And, you know, when, when Kirby Smart comes in to see you right now with his two national championship rings uh, blinking at you, what do you say when he says, hey, we want you and you got an opportunity here? It'd be hard to turn that down. It really would, especially if Georgia is already in your top five, maybe your top two. That, that to me, would push me over the edge. I'd want to go play for a team that's won back-to-back national championships, and I think Phil has a legitimate shot to win three in a row. Do you really? Mm-hmm. You really think they can win three in a row? I do, too. Not knowing I, I who do. the quarterback's going to be. 
No, that's true. I mean, they, they that was one thing they brought back was a, a veteran talent at quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they just recruit so well, especially on the def, on defense in that defensive line. I mean, what do we think their defense would take a step back or ten? Didn't we after the national championship because of everybody going into the pros, much like Clemson two years ago? Um, but Georgia's defense, I mean, just they, they recruit like a machine. Now they they may be as recruiting as well as anybody in the country. Yeah. at this point in time, and going to have another defensive lineman taken very mm-hmm. early in the draft in in Jalen Carter. Uh, one more thing to touch on. I uh, don't have anything new to add to anything that we've already talked about this week, as it relates to uh, Trajan Jeffcoat. Just to rehash for those who might have only heard bits and pieces of what we've talked about, and of course, we've cited what some other people have reported, and we've cited our own information. So Jeff Coat, the transfer defensive end from Missouri, who's out of Irmo High School, planned on transferring to South Carolina. Everything looked like that was going to happen nice and smooth like any other transfer, and you get right down to the 11th hour, and a roadblock uh, popped up that... uh, had not been anticipated by, you know, those of us on the outside would have no way of knowing what might come up. And so, you know, things that were brought to a halt before he could enroll in school for the spring semester, enroll in school this month for the spring semester. And again, the situation is not related to academics. It's not related to anything illegal. Uh, It's not uh, something that the athletic department can handle. It's not something that um, really the, uh, well, administratively, yes and no, I guess maybe there's some administrative involvement here too, but it's it's out of the hands of the football coaching staff, out of the hands of the athletic department and own up the chain of command, I guess you could say. And um, so it, it's, it's we, they had a meeting yesterday from what we were told. That was the last inf- update we got, last information that we had, had received and um, where it's going to go from there remains to be seen. Uh, this thing could be, uh, and, and we're told that there are other schools who are willing to accept him um, with, with regardless of this particular this issue. Uh, but at South Carolina right now, the, the answer has been no. So um, don't know if he's going to try and hang and, figure it out with, with South Carolina and, and get in later on or, or go, you know, to a Miami or to an Alabama or maybe a, a Tennessee or an Ole Miss, you know, some of those other schools that might would take him. Southern Cal, I think, had some interest in him as well. So situation is just sort of at a at a standstill right now, as far as we know. Um, Shane Beamer will talk to the media tomorrow at halftime of the basketball game after he addresses the crowd. The plan is for him to – Meet with the media underneath the CLA. We'll be there for that, and we'll have a coverage for you of that fairly instantaneously on our website, sportstalksc.com. That is not something he can talk about, I'm sure. I was going to ask that. Yeah, yeah can he even touch on no. – even in a transfer portal situation, it's, it's much like I would assume a high school commitment that you can't talk about until they sign? I would think so, or until they're enrolled, yeah. In, right. in the case of – a transfer enrolled right. i don't think you can talk about them until they're enrolled and taking classes so um and the gamecocks you know have some others who were in for visits who are transfers who have not made decisions yet and it's too late for them to get into school now for january so it would be the summer for some of these guys in fact we have a story we'll talk about tonight on dylan johnson the transfer running back so 
just wanted to bring that up just to refresh everybody on what we've talked about this week. It's really a critical story for South Carolina from a football standpoint because he would fill an immediate need at a position of weakness for them right now. The defensive end spot was certainly hit hard by uh, graduation and departure. Uh, and uh, this is a, a proven commodity at defensive end, Jeff Coat, who's a one-time All-SEC player at Missouri. So I think he could step in and help the Gamecocks right away. All right, so let's uh, hit the break, and we'll get to your phone calls. Number 888-898-2525. That's the lottery lucky number. Into sports talk, and since 2002, more than $829 million in lottery proceeds have been used to fund lottery tuition assistance. For students attending technical colleges in South Carolina, learn more about the lottery's impact at seeducationlottery.com slash educationwins. By the way, I won on the lottery. $2 scratch off. Felt great. Be back in a moment. Hi, I'm Jim Corbett. I've been an attorney for more than 30 years. There's one thing I've learned about injury cases. It's you need the personal touch. You need the lawyer to get to know you and describe your damages. You don't want a case manager talking to an insurance company and then talking to you and then talking to maybe to a lawyer with limited experience at the last minute to try to settle a case. I talk to you. I find out what your case is about. Jim at JimCorbettAttorney.com. Jim at JimCorbettAttorney.com for your injury cases. When your day calls for some winning, why not watch your favorite football team at Dave & Buster's? We've got massive HDTVs and hundreds of the hottest new games. Sit from our chef-crafted cocktail menu with exclusive drinks such as the Strawberry Watermelon Margarita or Dangerous Waters. Cheer on the team with Cantina Nachos or Wings featuring one of our 12 wing flavors. When your day calls for some winning, it's time for Dave & Buster's where you can watch the games and play the games. Locations in Greenville, Columbia, and Myrtle Beach. Thank you. Thank you for world-traveling rocket scientists. For tires bigger than your grandma's house. For 3D printing research. For artists in residency. Thank you for all the things that take us to the next level. Thank you for playing the lottery. For funding scholarships. For funding grants. For funding innovation in this state. Thank you. The South Carolina Education Lottery. When you play, we all win. All right, let's get to your phone calls as we come to you from the Dave and Buster Studios here in downtown Columbia, as well as from the Bergie Palace in Sardis. But we care more about Dave and Buster's. Remind you to eat, drink, play, and catch all the NFL games, all the college basketball games this weekend at Dave and Buster's in Greenville, Columbia, and Myrtle Beach. With the size of their screens and the number of screens they have in their facilities, but just the the pure size of their television screens, you feel like you're in the stadium. I mean, really, they have yeah, got really some of the stuff. largest television screens I have ever seen that are not inside a stadium. You feel like you're in the stadium, not to mention the great food and the great times with the arcade and everything else they have in there. So get out to Dave & Buster's, Greenville, Columbia, Myrtle Beach. Have yourself a great weekend enjoying the sports scene. All right, we go to Hank in Columbia. First with us tonight here on Sports Talk. Hank, welcome in. Good to have you. 
Hey, how's it going, Corn? We're doing great, thank you. Uh, hey, before I um, talk about what I wanted, to, what I called for, um, uh, Sunday's game with the girls should be a really good game with Arkansas. If you, I know you don't keep up with the other part of uh, the conference with them, but uh, the Arkansas um, actually lost by three points on the road last night at LSU, but actually had to leave with about a minute to go by uh, six at LSU. Um, hit a basket, and then they hit a basket, I think about 16 seconds left to go up three to finally beat Arkansas, um, 79 to 76. So they're, they're probably one of the better teams in the conference coming in there Sunday. Mm-hmm. The play the girls, um, just to just kind of let you know where they are. Um, but, you know, uh, Don has a way of keeping our girls uh, pretty much engaged. He talked about it um, because you got to remember, with the amount of talent that they have on the team, the practices are almost like – Games. Then some people said our second string might be our second string might be a top five team in the conference. Yeah, but uh, I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, when you can come off uh, the big bench with an Ashlyn Watkins, and 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 the others that come off the bench, some of those guards. Um, yeah, <laughs> they're probably. As, as you take those five; they probably could beat um, everybody else in the league except for LSU and the Gamecocks' first team, and maybe and Arkansas. Getting- and fill all those ladies yeah, are getting like, starters minutes too. I mean, they're oh, almost yeah, playing yeah. as yeah, much as they're like, playing a lot. Yeah, yeah, they would. Uh, actually, they would. They would still that second unit. That actually, you said the second unit by itself, corn is it, actually more talented than it, the LSU team. If you if you look at it just on ranking, and it, five of them come off there, and all five of them are McDonald's All Americans. But uh, I uh, one of the uh, I I called about a couple of things. One I saw. You know, one of the things that we've been fussing a lot about NIL, I noticed that the numbers for people doing early entry into the draft are down in the 80s now, where it was up over 200 a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So more more athletes, even if it's money-driven, are deciding to stay in school. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you read saw the tweet I sent you, but the thing, it was just I kind of upset. I'm, uh, I'm from the Somerville area. And just looking at the thing with Steve LaPrade, you know, the, the the recruiting in the state in high school has just gone out of the out of the bonkers. You think college football is crazy? Look what's going on in high school. And what was your tweet about? Oh, you didn't see it. I, I, I sent it to you and Sports Talk about that uh, LaPrade. They talked to him about you know the reason, the real reason he resigned. Go ahead. No, I did not see you, it. Go ahead. You, Oh, there's a video. You can check it out. Um, basically, there was he. He's kind of got fed up with the amount of uh, coaches that were recruiting his uh, players, trying to recruit his players away from Fort Dorchester. Hmm. And yep. he, you know, he mentioned a, a couple of pointed ones, and he didn't. Call, you know, he mentioned a couple of schools in the area that were trying to recruit his players away and. and now, high school recruiting has gotten out of hand. Did he mention them by name? Did he call them out by name? Uh, no, 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 no. He didn't do that. <laughs> Maybe not on the video that was on Twitter, but uh, I'm sure in the locker room he may have. <laughs> wow. I know what he's thinking. I mean, I know he's thinking about the charter schools and the private schools and stuff like that. I can't now, imagine. Talking, I, think he was, I think one of them he's talking about was a public school. It was a public school, too. <laughs> Well, I hear you. I mean, I, we and, and thanks for the phone call. Appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, I, I know that you know tampering with high school players is something that has long been talked about, and 
accusations of that happening and wink, wink here, wink, wink there. A guy mm-hmm. is playing at this school one year, shows up at another school, has been, listen, been a lot of arguments at the high school league about that very uh, thing. And it cost Ridgeview High School this year dearly because they were they were kicked out of the playoffs, right? When they kicked out of the playoffs, uh, right about playoff time because of uh, the allegations. And I guess uh, they, they could not disprove having some players playing from them that should have been in another school district. So um, that has long been a problem. And I can understand if you're Steve LaPrade, 45 years in teaching and coaching, and if that's happening and, and it's happening to you and nobody's doing anything about it, you can get very frustrated and just stay the heck with it. I still believe, like we talked about last night too, these coaches, especially the older coaches who's, who went through the COVID years of 2020, 2021, having to deal with small rosters, getting rosters back up, reduced games, no games. Um, it burned them out. It burned out a lot of them. And I think you're seeing the impact of that now here a year or two after as we're seeing more and more the coaches of that era you know, starting to walk away from it. Hank, thank you for the phone call. We'll continue with your calls after this break on Sports Talk on a Friday night. Be right back. We're back at Sports Talk on a Friday night. Phil Kornblut, Pat Daniel. Here at Dave & Buster Studios in Columbia, Chris Bergen from the Bergie Palace. We have Chris for the entire two hours tonight. Yay. No basketball you know, I have people, interference. You know, I have people starting to ask me if I'm actually from Sardis. That's good. Maybe you should run for the mayor. You could run That's for the Kelly mayor. Arborough's job there. And the town council all at the same time. Uh, and probably, eight, uh, probably city police officer as well. Triple eight eight nine eight two five two five is the uh, is the phone number. So um, we'll get back to your phone calls in a moment as we were hitting the break after talking with uh, Hank there, and uh, we were talking about um, uh, what were we talking about? What did Hank Steve leave us? Pratt at Fort Dorchester. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I got it right here in front of me. So I went and looked, <clears throat> and this is from Kevin Billado from Channel 5 in Charleston, put out a story. And the school district put out a video, a 25-minute video, was released by LG Alliance Productions. That's the company that handles the team's videos. And LaPrade mentions that a recording was taken of him in the locker room speaking to his players when some of them were talking about transferring to another high school in the district. In response, LaPrade noted that he said some, quote, unkind things, things I probably shouldn't have said. I use profanity. If my mom was still alive, she probably would have washed my mouth out with soap. I probably would have deserved it, end quote. The former coach said he was trying to explain to the team that they should stay together and not let anything break them apart. Remember, they played for the state championship this year. LaPrade spends the majority of the video that was released Friday thanking people from the start of his career at Somerville High School through his time at Fort Dorchester, including his former players, assistant coaches, and his family. Quote, 
I do take pride in the good dads that have come out of my program, the doctors, the lawyers, the guys I see on the street. That's why, that's what I do is all about. I guess the good thing for me is I didn't break any laws. I've never taken money. That's part of me. I can be at ease knowing I'm okay as I go into another chapter in my life. If I did it over again, I didn't, I don't know how much I would change. He continued, it's always been about my kids. It'll always be about my kids. Those players are my kids. That passion will never change. I'll always fight to the end for them, and I'll always fight to the end to keep them. With that being said, goodbye. End of quote. He resigned after 20 years as football coach. He won more than 170 games in his tenure and a state title in 2015, played for the 5A championship uh, this past season. District 2 in Dorchester officially listed the job openings for head football coach and AD, now separate positions, on their website on Friday. Again, that story by Kevin Billadeau from Channel 5 in Charleston. And Steve LaPrade, my goodness, to know him is – is to like him. I mean, he he is that he is that father figure. He is that old school football coach, not as old school as Jerry Brown, I don't think, but maybe mm-hmm. of the same class of old school. You know, um, nobody's more old school than Jerry Brown, I think. Um, but Steve LaPrade, I mean, I just uh, from all the years doing the high school show and with David Shelton, the folks in Low Country, Steve LaPrade was just a Household name, a wrestling coach, excellent wrestling coach, uh, took over the, um, if my memory serves me right, took over at Fort Dorchester um, a few years into that program. You know, it's a school that's only been around, what, maybe 20, 25 years. And um, I'm trying to remember the initial coach um, was killed in a car crash. Um, Help me out. Help me out. He played at Furman. He was a fullback at Furman, Bagwell, Bagwell. Um, yeah, John Bagwell. John Bagwell. If I'm not mistaken, I believe he was the initial head coach, right? And unfortunately was killed in a car crash, I think. Yeah, back in 2003. Good grief. That's yeah. been a are you, are you watching? Are you, are you pulling I'm, I'm that up on reading, Twitter? I mean, on, I'm actually reading a story from the uh, Post and Courier, and they mentioned that in there. Okay. That okay. he's been the head coach the last 20 seasons. But as he referenced the other uh, kids thinking about transferring to other schools in their district, there are only, what, two other high schools down there. There'd be, what, Ashley Ridge and Somerville. Here's my question. So he's in there giving his guys a bit of a butt-chewing about this transferring stuff, okay, because he's against it and – the tampering, I guess, it goes on. He's against it, and he uses some salty language in there. And so is the reason all of this happened, that it came to this, is because somebody had a video, and they put the video, they showed the video Gosh, to the not. to the front office or something and said, and the front office said, you can't say that in the locker room? You can't talk that way to the kids in the locker room? Is that, is that what we're talking about here? I mean, that's kind of that's how I take it. Um because this thing, this explanation begins with the fact that there was a recording of him taken in the team locker room speaking to the players, and some of them were talking about transferring. And in response, he said that he said some things that he shouldn't have said, blah, blah, blah. So was that being held against him and forcing him 
to resign? Well, if that's the case, that's unfortunate because in the uh, Post and Courier story, LaPrade is quoted as saying the locker room for him, quote, is a sacred place for me. There's a lot of things I say, kids say, other coaches say in the locker room that are not something I would want on the 5 o'clock news or anywhere else. He's right. Yeah. There's and that's, not a coach in the world. That's getting to my point. Who took the video and who stabbed this man in the back mm-hmm. by either yep. taking it to the school authorities or making it public? I don't know if it's been made public or not, but who, did, who would do that in the sanctity of a locker room? A disgruntled player would be my guess. Well, that's most unfortunate. Yeah, that, I, I that's agree. most unfortunate. Man, that's total speculation. But who mm-hmm. else is in there with it with a camera? Well, or a phone. Other you know, coaches or mm-hmm. trainers or whoever. You know, who knows who was taking the the video? But yeah, that's most unfortunate if that's the if that's the case there. All right, so uh, two big jobs. Uh, the bottom line on all this is two major jobs are now open down that part of the state: Berkeley and uh, and Fort Dorchester. Two highly coveted positions i can guarantee you they're going to attract some very some very good coaches some established coaches some winning coaches or maybe they'll look inside their own programs and promote we'll have to wait and see what happens okay back to the phones we go triple eight eight nine eight two five two five is the phone number here on sports talk and we head next to uh andy right here in columbia andy welcome into sports talk how are you Hey, Phil, Chris, and Pat, I'm well. I hope you all are well. Two couple of things I want to touch on. One's not really sports-related, but it's related to the show. Um, I know it's kind of timing-wise that, you know, you said Ellis had sold his place at Debadu, and it's about the same time Smitty moved to Georgetown. Did Smitty buy um, Ellis's house on Debadu? <laughs> not in position to reveal where the Smitmeister lives because, you know, he likes to – Live behind the curtain. He doesn't want people coming to his house, seeking autographs, things like that. So really can't reveal that, but good try. I was going to say, if he got to, um, Ellis's house in Debadu, y'all are killing it. That's all I got to say on that one. Now, what I really called about is this. When was the last time Coach Beamer put out a welcome home for a 24 commit? Uh, I'd have to go back and look. I mean, there's a few hanging out there, so I, I don't keep up with it hadn't been in the past week. The last Correct. one I saw was for a 23. Okay, so my point is this. you In your article in today, you said that Pringle has already notified the school of his decision. Correct. To go there. Well, isn't Mr. Beamer, Coach Beamer, usually pretty quick at welcoming someone home even before they make the announcement? Yes, it has been his. So should that be kind of writing on the wall for us here in South Carolina that Mr. Pringle and might not be coming here. Well, I th- or am I putting too many dots together? No, I mean you're 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 dotting things okay. Um, I'd have to go back and scroll through his tweets to see the last time a one went out that was for a twenty four. Of course, he tweets so much it might take two days to get through them all. <laughs> you know, um, but I think there's some twenty fours hanging out there. And and now the question is, I mean. He could have committed to South Carolina going back a couple of weeks ago and told Beamer of it, and Beamer put it out on one of his alerts. But And now he just sort of kept it to himself as he went through these school visits and all that and then just finally uh, tell, told his coach that, uh, you know, he's made his decision and where he's going to go. So, um, But I hear what you're saying. Yeah, it just seems to me that 
he's probably not coming to Columbia. All right, Beamer's last commitment alert was on January 16th for a 23. Mm-hmm. So that was four Which days we ago. thought was um, Jeff Coat, right? Well, yeah, I guess. I guess that's who... I guess that's who we expected that to be for. Yes. And, and maybe right. that, maybe that was, and then, you know, some things, right. some things so, kind of blew up. And so his last 2024 welcome home, we're going a couple weeks back at least. Correct. And let me see if I can find anything here. Um, Am I being too analytical on this? No, no. I think you're thinking outside the box. I was trying to do a quick search here for welcome home above all L24, well, like he writes it, but nothing. I know Gamecock nothing, Larry knows a lot up. of inside stuff. Maybe he'll call in and let us know because I'm sure he probably knows that of all of us. Well, he's next he's in line. We all don't know. He's next in line. You guys are thinking <laughs> a lot alike. Hey, you know, I got to say it is a privilege to go before Mr. Gamecock Larry. So. That gentleman is knowledge of Gamecocks that we all should live this long, that long, and be able to remember the knowledge that Gamecock Larry still has. I would agree. I would agree. Well, thank uh, you so much, Andy. Do you have a 2024 last uh, commitment? I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. As soon as I find it, I will scream it out to you. Okay. So well, stay have tuned. a good evening. I hope you have a nice weekend, and we'll probably talk to you next week. Okay, buddy. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Okay, phone number 888 898 We'll go to the break, and we'll continue with your phone calls coming up. We do have recruiting coming up as well. Continuing to scroll here to see if I can, can find the last of the 24s. Well, now, here, here's one from January 10th, but he didn't put a year on it. He just put the above all else forever to thee. Oh, you know what? That's because that was the Rattler return. False alarm. Be right back. Show your team pride wherever you go with Founders Federal Credit Union's Collegiate Debit Cards. Get your University of South Carolina and Clemson University debit cards at any Founders office or by calling 1-800-845-1614. Plus, our debit cards are digital wallet ready, so you can pay however you please. Not a member? Visit RelaxJoinFounders.com or one of our 37 convenient locations to see if you qualify for membership. Terms and conditions apply. Founders Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, healthcare, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co-op connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives, and as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. When your day calls for some winning, why not watch your favorite football team at Dave & Buster's? We've got massive HDTVs and hundreds of the hottest new games. Sit from our chef-crafted cocktail menu with exclusive drinks such as the Strawberry Watermelon Margarita or Dangerous Waters. Cheer on the team with Cantina Nachos or Wings featuring one of our 12 wing flavors. When your day calls for some winning, it's time for Dave & Buster's where you can watch the games and play the games. Locations in Greenville, Columbia, and Myrtle Beach. 
So if you're keeping score at home, it was uh, January the 8th, and Beamer put out three commitment alerts for the 23 class, and he did retweet Cam Pringle's January 5th tweet of his top six, and um, beyond that, I've yet to find another 2024 commitment alert, though I know there's one in there somewhere in the last little bit. We'll keep scrolling here as we welcome Gamecock Larry into Sports Talk from Swansea tonight. Gamecock Larry, welcome in. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing just fine, sir. Uh, last time I checked, we still got the Palmetto Trophy hanging in our Gamecock office. Yes, sir. But uh, And uh, I was going to talk about our basketball team, but you know, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to say what I wanted to say. I'm just going to say I've seen some good basketball, best basketball, and I've seen I have seen some great basketball, but I have never seen our program in the way it is now. I don't know two consecutive games, forty point losses. We went to Kentucky in between, and I guess old John must have had the boys out for a boys' night out over at his house the night before, because we did take care of Kentucky. How, I do not know. But I'm not even going to listen to the game no more. I'm not even going to turn it on, because I'm afraid it's going to, old, old Pearl, old Bruce Pearl, go lay it on us. But I hope not. But Andy, don't worry about it. We can't put it. We ain't gonna put it out right yet. Don't worry about it. This everything's gonna be all right. And uh, I want you all to have a good weekend. And I love all y'all. And go game cops. Tigers, we got a winning streak started going against the Tigers. We gonna go to about eight and zero. And I'll leave you six, and you be six. To, you had a winning streak of six. I don't think you guys. I, I thought you guys said you had seven. You ain't won seven straight games. Six games, and we had a six games. So we gonna beat you. We gonna go seven. No, they, they 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 did win seven in a row. When when did they win seven in a row? You counting COVID? Did you, oh, I guess you did. Cause they, <laughs> they didn't play each other in the COVID year. Okay. How you got You know, you didn't, you didn't beat us seven games in a row. I got it down in my book. 2014, Last. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. You skipped 20 and then 21. That's seven. Yeah. Just saying. Okay. Okay. You you got me on that one, Mr. Field. That was no Pat. Game. Pat did that. Pat did that. Okay, all right. Talk to you later. Have a good weekend. Okay. Love all y'all. Uh, same to you, Larry. All right, you take care. Yeah, yeah, seven. Clemson was in seven heaven. But the Gamecocks, when they came to eight, they said, Tigers, you're too late. Oh, Hmm. Ooh, that was good. How long have you been working on that? It just popped in my head. <laughs> that was good. Right now, I'm dizzy from going through Shane Beamer's uh, Twitter account. This just is, let it go, Phil. This just is, let it go. This is worse than death, uh, trying to find that last one for 2024. I'm back to December 21. Of course, now we're locked into oh the gosh, guys yeah. who've been enrolled in school, and he's welcoming all of them and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, and we'll see what happens on Sunday. Um, 
tell you what, if South Carolina, I mean, they're in great position with Josiah Thompson right now from what Thompson has told us, the big tackle from Dillon. He's favoring South Carolina by a lot, uh, and he's going to be there Saturday. But he's going to Clemson next weekend, and he's not quite as far down the road with it as Pringle is. But let's just say South Carolina were to get Pringle and were to get Thompson. My goodness, they'd be set at offensive tackle for the next three or four years, well, when, once they got to school. Those are bookend tackles that don't grow up in South Carolina at the same time. <laughs> and to be able, yeah, no, if they're able right. to pull both of them in, uh, that would be quite the pickup for them. Is Sunday his birthday? Is there some reason he is announcing on Sunday afternoon? Do you know? Um, let me th- – I can go back in my notes and look. I'm, I'm trying to remember if there was an, a reason he picked that date. I just think it um, – I'll double-check before I say anything. Mm. I think he just sort of reached that point where he's tired of the process. He's tired of all the I get it. coaches coming through. Let me see if I've got um, any information on that. I just think he's at that point where he's ready to make his decision. Yeah, but the problem is, even when he announces on Sunday, that's not going to change anybody's mind. If, let's say, he picks Georgia over everybody else, that's not going to stop the Gamecocks and Clemson and Tennessee and whomever else from still trying to recruit him. Well, of course not. Um, <laughs> but you can stop it, yeah, uh, and your true. coach can stop it by saying, okay, you know, we're, we're, finished. we're finished talking about it. We're finished visiting. We're not taking any other visits. Now, if he decides that at some point in time – after committing to somebody that he wants to resume talking to talking to schools, and that's on him. You know, that's that falls on you. You have the power. You're the player. You do have the power to say thank you, but no thank you. Um, so few of them can actually say that and, and stand up to these adults who try to convince you to break your commitment, that that commitment's not a smart move for you and your family. And that doesn't even be, that doesn't even begin to bring in you know the conversation about NIL dollars when that starts to flow in a particular situation. Not saying this situation at all. I'm just saying in general. Now that the NIL conversation is free and easy and can be had by anybody at any time, mm-hmm. with no cap on the amount of money where we see 13 million dollars apparently not enough uh, for a quarterback to go to Florida or something happened. Uh, in the negotiations, but what's been talked about is $13 million. I mean, what's to stop some other group from coming in and saying, okay, you're committed over here, but hey, if you come over here, we'll throw a, we'll throw a cool two or 3 million at your feet. And all of a sudden, you know, Mr. Prospects looking around again and mm-hmm. taking visits. So never say never in recruiting has always been a patented slogan, but maybe more true now than ever before because there's so many reasons. And Hank brought up a good point that, um, and this was talked about as one of the selling points why NIL was good when so many of us were arguing against it. But yeah, the the belief was with this ability to make money now and to make big money, you'll see more players stay in school, which should be good for college athletics in terms of the performance on the courts and the fields, right? That would be great. But the problem with that is they may stay in school, but it may not be at your school. It may not be where they started because of NIL money that they can use all these schools now utilizing that as a recruiting incentive, which, of course, they weren't supposed to be able to do. Correct. Correct. But we all know that that's exactly how it's being played out. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, quickly, 
Uh, get back to your phone calls here before we hit the top of the hour. Triple eight eight nine eight two five two five. Well, we will in a second as soon as Pat uh, gives me the word. Oh, let's go to Jamie in Hilton Head. Jamie, thanks for joining us on a Friday night. Great to have you with us. Good, uh, good evening, Phil. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Good. Listen, I I am followed the Kim Pringle recruiting very close, but I did hear that that once he makes his commitment, he's done. He's shutting it down. He's tired of the process. He's ready to be done with it. Um. Isn't that kind of Dabo's philosophy that he doesn't like recruits to take visits and talk to other schools once they commit to him? That's correct. That's correct. Dabo tells anybody that commits to Clemson that if you commit, that's your decision, but you're not going to continue being recruited, which I think is a great position to have and to enforce. And you have to have a pretty strong spine to do it because it can cost you down the road with some players. But right. it is something right. that he has implemented there at Clemson. Once once he became a coach in a position of power where he had the, the bully pulpit to be able to do that and back it up and say, okay, you want to go somewhere else? Well, you can't be committed to me if you're going to look at somewhere else. I'm committed to right. you. We're holding a spot. And to me, it seems like a, ra- a, a very rational, fair approach. We're holding a spot for you. We're committed to right. you. We're holding a spot. You commit to us. We're not going to recruit over you and take somebody else at your position. But if you go right. and look somewhere else, then we're not going to hold that spot for you. I think that's a very fair approach. I think that's I think that's very fair. Mm-hmm. Treating them like men. Yeah. Treating them like men. Yeah. But I'm just I'm just saying it. Kind of kind of uh, lining up with Clemson it? the way he's talking and the way Dabo's philosophy is. What's that, Pringle? Well, yeah, Pringle said, hey, I'm done after I make my commitment. I'm finished. There's no more visits. Yeah. I'm not yeah. talking to any other school. No, I don't. I don't. I mean, if you're suggesting it might be Clemson, I don't think so. I think it came down, like the coach said, to the Gamecocks in Georgia. Thank you much. Be right back. Welcome back to Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network. You can reach the guys with the South Carolina Education Lottery lucky number. 888-898-2525. That's 888-898-2525. Now back to Phil, Chris, and Pat with the second hour of Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. Friday edition of Sports Talk coming to you from the Dave & Buster Studios here in Columbia and the Berge Palace in Sardis. We've cleared the phone lines if you want to join us. We appreciate those phone calls in the first hour. They were great. And our phone number, 888-898-2525, South Carolina Education Lottery. Lucky number here on Sports Talk. Also, want to remind you that won't be too long. You'll be thinking about, what are we going to do, honey? What are we going to do, honey, this summer? Where are we going on vacation? Well, let me suggest that you give our good friend Jimmy Smith a call at pauliesvacationrentals.com. See, the name, not Jimmy Smith, but the name of the company pauliesvacationrentals.com has everything in its title that you need to know vacation and Paulie's. it's a perfect name and jimmy's the perfect guy to put you in the right spot you need a big house you know they got houses down there that will handle about uh you can put 12 14 people in there a lot of bedrooms and a lot of room to spread out and also a lot of folks to share the rent because those are you know not going to be cheap but if you got a lot of people and need a place to stay for a week or two, Jimmy can find that big place for you. Or if you just want something a little bit smaller, like a little bungalow to get away to for a week or two or for a weekend, 
Maybe you want to buy some property to move down to Pauley's or Litchfield or the beach. Give uh, Jimmy Smith a call. James Smith Real Estate. The office is right there on 17 Business as you go into Pauley's. Can't miss it. 843-237-4246. That's 843-237-4246. Your perfect beach getaway awaits you simply with a phone call to Jimmy Smith at James Smith Realty. With that, it is time to hit the recruiting report for this Friday night because this kind of has the feel in some ways of uh, the old days when Januaries were filled with official visits. Official visits would be lined up for every available weekend in January. And some places would have 30-some-odd official visits. Some would come in smaller increments. And with South Carolina and Clemson, what they've done now with so many players signing in December and getting it over with, they're taking the January dates and turning those into junior date visit dates. South Carolina's going to have a big crowd on hand, and Clemson will do the same next weekend. So we give you the recruiting report tonight. It is brought to you by Seawells, and I kick myself. I did not make it out today for a Roast Beef Friday. Pat, did you make a third trip to Seawells for this week to participate in what's becoming a a national uh, Friday afternoon um not a holiday because people aren't taking, not taking the day off, but it's it's just become a routine that people want to get to see Wells on a Friday for Roast Beef Friday. I was not able to make it for a third time this week, but then my brother sent a photo of he and my dad sitting there with a big fat plate of uh, roast beef oh. and fr- uh, the fried fish nuggets, <laughs> which they know I love. Just so your dad and your brother went. Oh, I've turned them into big sea. Well, my dad has been a fan yeah. to go there for decades and decades and decades, but my brother now goes there at least once or twice a week, too. Great stuff. Wished I'd had made it. Got caught up in stuff. I will definitely get there next week. You should make plans to get there next week. Monday through Friday, 11 to 2. Terrific buffet setup and execution and excellent food. Excellent food and service. That has been the calling card for Seawells for going on nearly 80 years. 803 771 7385 is their number if you need them for catering. And SeawellsCateringSC.com is the website. So as far as the recruiting goes, Mississippi State transfer running back Dylan Johnson. He was one of the portal prospects to visit USC last weekend. What makes his situation different from other transfers looking for a new home is that he's already committed to transfer to Washington. He did that on January 3rd. (laughs) But recruiting being what it is, the Gamecocks got involved with him and they had him in for an official visit. Now they're very much in the hunt. He said, quote, I think South Carolina might could be the move. I really enjoyed the visit. I felt like it was the best visit I've been on. They brought a lot to the table. They have a lot going on. The depth looks good. It definitely could be a possibility, end quote. So, of course, most transfers aren't caught up in things that impress high school recruits. They don't care about the dorms. They don't care about facilities. They've already been in nice dorms and been in nice facilities. They're older guys. They've been through this. What they want is playing opportunity. And as Johnson pointed out, there's a big need at running back for South Carolina. He knows about their scholarship situation. Plus, of course, playing in the SEC again for him would be something that's cool 
Auburn is the third school that he has visited along with USC and Washington. But his deal is basically sticking with the Huskies or flipping to the Gamecocks is what he told us. And right now, it's it's all on Washington. Um, he he basically said he needs some, some things from Washington, some uh, confirmation from Washington that um, things will be done to kind of help his family get out for games and uh, tickets and travel and all this sort of stuff, whatever they can do with, I guess, within the rules. Um, he's waiting to get some assurances from Washington that that's going to be uh, something that will be resolved because it is a long way from home and it is expensive to get up to Washington, up to Seattle. So he's really waiting on Washington to come back with something on that. He said, it's not about NIL. As he put it, I've got NIL. I can get NIL. He's not, he's not worried about the NIL situation. Just whatever Washington can put together from that standpoint. But he said he's not rushing and uh, he's waiting to see what happens with that. He's continuing to be in touch with South Carolina. He did say there's a fourth school he's talking to, but he did not want to reveal that school. And a visit could come together with that school at some point. So I don't know who that might be. Uh, in three seasons at Mississippi State, he rushed for 1,198 yards, 11 touchdowns, and he averaged over five yards per carry. Okay. Any thoughts on um, Mr. Johnson, Chris? Have none. I okay. wish him well and respect his decision. That's right. Respect the decision. <laughs> and uh, what's the other thing we were talking with about? With that being said. With that being said, respect my decision <laughs> and don't at me. <laughs> what, don't, don't, don't at me. Okay. All right. Um, let's continue here in just a moment. I want to do something here, make it a little easier to read. Okay. So there will be a bunch of prospects on campus at USC Saturday for the junior day. And mixed in among the underclassmen will be a senior prospect of importance to the Gamecocks. Wide receiver Elijah Caldwell, 6'1", 190 of Northwestern, will make his official visit this weekend. He decommitted from West Virginia December 19th. After that, USC receivers coach Justin Stepp became more involved Last week, Step and new offensive coordinator Dowell Loggins went by to see Caldwell at his school, and Step made another appearance earlier this week. He said about Loggins, who he met for the first time, he really likes him. He's a good person. They talked some football, and they talked about being a person, really. And he said he and Step have got a good relationship. They're getting to know each other better. The uh, two Gamecock coaches have described for Caldwell how he'd be used in their offense. He's fine with that. He says, you know, it's not about me. I'm about the team. I'll do whatever it takes. You need me to block, I'll, I'll block. You need me to catch a pass, I'll catch a pass. He's not worried about any of that. He was selected to the Shrine Bowl. Oh, oh by the way, uh, he took an official visit to NC State last weekend. He enjoyed that visit. So the, the visit to USC is going to give him something to compare with NC State. He was a Shrine Bowler. He caught four passes in the game, and for the season, he caught 77 passes, 1,365 yards, and 20 touchdowns. Now, one of the underclassmen coming in to uh, see South Carolina again Saturday, offensive tackle Malachi Tolliver. He is 6'6", 300 pounds, and he is from Cartersville, Georgia. Nah. Who came out of Cartersville? That'd be uh, Trevor Lawrence, right? Trevor Lawrence. Now, Tolliver might not be the biggest name, but he might be the biggest person. Biggest guy, yeah. (laughs) 
He looks it, too. I've seen pictures, 6'6", 300. He looks all of that and more. Ole Miss, Michigan, Cincinnati, Purdue, Louisville, East Carolina, Georgia Tech, UAB, Miami, LSU, Nebraska, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, West Virginia, Tennessee, Auburn, Penn State, Missouri, and North Carolina have also offered him. He was at USC for the home opener against Georgia State last September, so he already has a good feel for what to expect when he returns to campus on Saturday. He liked the fan base. He liked the coaches, and the atmosphere was really good, he said. And the Gamecocks are in a good spot with him right now. He would definitely rank them high, he said. And he thinks highly of them. They're definitely a team that he thinks of and he likes a lot. He went to Louisville last weekend. He plans to see Georgia next weekend. He was at Auburn earlier this week as well. And this past season, he took in games at LSU and Auburn. He also has visited Cincinnati, Florida, and Florida State. Going to wait till the end of summer, maybe into his season before he decides now back to cam pringle of woodland just to refresh rehash according to his coach told us this afternoon he has made his decision and notified the school of his choice of his decision this according to coach eddie ford he said quote i believe he's relieved more so than happy it's been a whirlwind for him i don't know how he stayed so level-headed end quote coaches rolled through woodland this week They couldn't talk to Pringle per NCAA rules, but they could see him and be seen by him. Ford said USC coach Shane Beamer and his entire offensive staff came in. Georgia head coach Kirby Smart and Mike Bobo, the quality control coach on offense, were in. Tennessee head coach Josh Heupel came through with his offensive line coach. Also stopping in were NC State offensive line coach Garrett Touje, and Wake Forest associate head coach Kevin Higgins. No coaches from Clemson or Florida visited Pringle this week, and they were the other two programs on his short list. Going to announce his decision during a gathering at his school Sunday at 2 o'clock. Wide receiver Reuben Jackson of Miami, who is now at Georgia Military Junior College, plans to visit USC at some point once a date can be set. He started his career at Mississippi State as a walk-on in 2020. Now, going over some more expected visitors for USC's Junior Day Saturday. Wide receiver Amari Jefferson of Chattanooga, currently committed to Tennessee for baseball. Tied in Luca Puccinelli of Richmond. I hope he goes to South Carolina because I love saying the name Puccinelli. And Luca's not a bad first name either, so that'd be great. And his nickname would be Pooch. Pooch! Puccinelli. Defensive back Kai Sanders, Oradell, New Jersey. Defensive end Cameron Fountain from Atlanta. West Florence safety Kelvin Hunter. Offensive tackle Marcus Maskell of Snellville, Georgia. Offensive tackle Malachi Tolliver of Cartersville, Georgia, Georgia, as you heard. Offensive tackle Mike Williams of Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Offensive tackle Josiah Thompson of Dillon. Defensive end Jamonta Waller of Picayune, Mississippi. Offensive guard Blake Franks of Greenville. Cornerback Braden Lee of Springdale, Maryland. Running back Chris Davis of Picayune, Mississippi. Defensive end tight end senior Patrick Swigert of Batesburg, Leesville. Spring Valley senior running back Evan Javis. Have I used up all the music already? This is a long one. 
2025 wide receiver Caleb Cunningham of Ackerman, Mississippi. 2025 corner Zade Rogan of Marietta, Georgia. 2025 defensive tackle Charles House of Charlotte. Now imagine him in college when he picks up a fumble, returns it to the end zone. House to the house? Is that how you would describe it, Mr. Play-by-Play Man? You'd have to. You'd have to take advantage of that. Now my guess is that what position does he play? Defensive tackle. He's got to be big. I mean, you yeah, have to yeah. be as big Six, as a house, right? Two eighty. Got that that kind of last name. You got to live up to it. Big as a house, house to big the house. Big as a house, yeah. Also, twenty twenty five quarterback Will Wilson of Richland Northeast. Twenty twenty five quarterback AJ Brand of Irmo. The Midlands area has two primo quarterbacks coming up in that twenty twenty five class. On to some other news: USC and Clemson target defensive tackle Heaven Can Wait Brown Schuler will visit Michigan this weekend. You like that heaven can wait? Did you see that movie? I did not. Oh, you should. You ought to go pull that up. You, you'd you love that movie. Do you know what it's about? I do not. I'll tell you off the air. It's a great movie. You see it, Pat? Heaven can wait? No. Pat is zoned out. He's zoned out about 10 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> he's, I think he's playing Scrabble online. I think he's playing online Scrabble. No comment. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Greenville wide receiver Mazio Bennett will visit Miami this weekend in Florida State next weekend. He was at Alabama last weekend. Offers from USC. Defensive tackle Cameron Beavers, 6'4", uh, 323, Bay Springs, Mississippi. Athlete Harry Dalton of Dinwiddie, Virginia, plays quarterback. Defensive tackle Melvin Hillis, 6'4", 255, Lafayette, Louisiana. 25 linebacker Kamar Archie of Trenton, New Jersey. 25 running back Alvin Henderson of Elba, Alabama. He rushed for over 2,600 yards last season. 26 defensive tackle Preston Carey, 6'5", 280, Long Island, New York. USC made a PWO offer to wide receiver Jalen Cunningham of Anniston, Alabama. You weren't here last night, but we mentioned this, Chris. Coastal Carolina landed Notre Dame transfer tight end Kane Barong. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Maybe a so, little bit of the Tim Beck influence. Here is your question. Will Kane be able to help uh, the Shauna Clears? Well, I'm certainly uh, sure that uh, Tim Beck and Grayson McCall hope that's the case. For mm-hmm. sure. Kane is able. Kane is able. West Florence safety Kelvin Hunter offered by East Carolina. Dillon offensive tackle Josiah Thompson offered by Virginia Tech. Northwestern running back Turbo Richard offered by East Carolina and Marshall. And that, for now, takes care <laughs> of the recruiting report for tonight. Is that, that a uh, well done? Is that applause for quality, quantity, or just that it's over? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of all three, but certainly the, the quantity. That that may be one of your longer. I remember back uh, before the early signing period, we actually uh, timed you one time, and you had a, a recruiting report that, if memory serves, was 10, 11 minutes. I think that may have uh, pushed the envelope just a touch there. This one was just shy of 13 minutes. <laughs> and just go. to add, as a, as a cherry on top, South Carolina has offered, I'm just seeing this, one of the top – rated quarterbacks or highly considered quarterbacks in the 26th class, Julian Juju Lewis. And he is uh, down in South Georgia, Carrollton High School, down in South Georgia. So South Carolina has offered him 
And one more little note here as I get stuff being sent to me here. Another player coming in to visit South Carolina this weekend will be Jordan Jojo Krim, class of 25 out of Camden High School, defensive back athlete. So we had Juju, and now we got Jojo. And the Gamecocks have a Juju. I had to look it up. The kids that are in the 2026 class, they're in the seventh grade right now. Seventh or eighth? That's not right. (laughs) No, eighth grade. Eighth grade. Eighth grade, right? I mean, still. Because 24, the upcoming 24 seniors, so 25 are juniors, so 26 would be sophomores. Sophomores. So that'd be 10th grade. Yeah, 10th grade. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, a little difference between 10th and 7th. <laughs> well, I, did, I typed in because math's not one of my strongest. I said, what grade is the class of 2026? And I got 7th grade. So you can blame Google for well, that. Well, it depends on when that w- data was put into Google. Maybe it was uh, put in like three point. years ago, right? <laughs> that's Would that be? point. <laughs> Here I am figuring out techno. Oh, by the way, we got to go to the break. You know, there's all kind of signs that the world is coming to an end, right? You know, you got whatever you want to say. All kind of people are claiming the world's coming to an end. There are signs. We had a sign today. If you're paying attention, there was a sign today that indeed the world is coming to an end because uh, Newberry College announced today that head coach Todd Knight is now on Twitter. Wow. And I'm not sure Todd Knight, bless his heart, like knows how to turn on a computer (laughs) or how to do anything with a digital makeup to it, you know? And I tweeted at him. I didn't tweet at him. I texted him. I said, okay, I know the world's coming to an end now if you're on Twitter. And he said, hey, that's my staff. And uh, I'm not so sure it'll be his words or in his thoughts, <laughs> but it'll be it'll be uh, owned by him as far as the Twitter is concerned. And I told him, whatever you do, don't read your notifications. Don't go <laughs> no. on there and read what people are <laughs> saying back at you. But, yeah, another sign of the apocalypse. Dabo gets on Twitter. We know it's the end is nigh. Oh, there you go. That he might be the last one standing he of all your major well coaches. He doesn't do anything. Not even sure he has a Twitter account. Okay, we'll hit a break. Be back in just a moment. George Bryant here for Tsunami Bar Sports, and some say the fun is in the winning. I say the fun is in the training, and Tsunami Robbie, what do you say? George, we all know you get more done when you're having fun. This technology is different, it's engaging, but it's also a lot of fun to use. Hi, this is Phil Kornblut. Be sure to click on the digital ad on sportstalksc.com and get 5% off any Tsunami Bar order using promo code BBB5. Don't wait, order today. Major Downer here from the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources. Boating season is just around the corner. To make sure that your boat is ready, check your registration sticker and ensure it's current. Find your registration card, make sure your life jackets are in good shape, and check your fire extinguisher as well. For more information on boating or boat tiling questions, visit dnr.sc.gov backslash boating. Life. It has its ups and downs. Sometimes it's little things like hitting every red light or dropping your cell phone. Maybe it's the bills, rent, or pressure at work. But when it comes to the South Carolina Education Lottery, you should never feel like playing will solve everything. The lottery is a game. It's played for fun. 
So set a dollar amount. Expect not to win and make sure responsibilities, family, friends, and work come first. Visit PlayResponsiblySC.com. Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, healthcare, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co-op connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives, and as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. I want you to want me. Hey, it's a big night up in Charlotte tonight, Chris. NASCAR season's right around the corner. Here it is, uh, January 20th. We'll go racing here in the middle of February, back out in L.A., and then to Daytona, and off we go. But we've got uh, induction ceremonies tonight at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Matt Kenseth's going in along with crew chief Kirk Shelmerdine and also uh, Herschel McGriff, who was elected from the uh, Pioneer Division nominees. So smaller class than they normally enshrine, but three going in tonight up in Charlotte. I think the uh, ceremony is set to begin at 8 o'clock. Looking forward to another NASCAR season with uh, Kerry Tharp, of course, uh, joining us on Tuesdays and uh keeping us up to date on things and uh it's going to be an interesting season with the changes i mean we got some some big names uh, who have changed teams uh you got the 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 final season for kevin harvick uh, as a full-time driver uh no more the name petty no longer associated with the ownership of a team though he's still involved with the ownership of sure. the team but the the name petty will not be on be on the on the team on the name of the team a lot of things to figure out and, and get used to as we head into this 2023 season nascar is really good during its off season they call it the silly season for a reason a lot of things uh, surprising things usually happen and I, that that caught me out of left field that kevin harvick announcing his retirement but what else has he got to prove i mean he's he's certainly going to be in the hall of fame one day and go out when you can and on top i think nascar nascar has got to find a way to start getting those younger drivers up to speed a lot faster so they can replace all these legends that are starting to leave the sports. I mean, think of the guys that have retired from NASCAR within the last just five years alone. Yeah, who becomes the next superstar, you think? We think it'd have to be Chase Elliott, but I think he may be close to that uh, already. After Chase, uh, that's a great great question. Yeah. Something we'll, take up. Gotta figure out. Mm-hmm. Something we'll take up during the season, no question about it. Okay, break is coming up. Birdies and bogeys and biceps around South Carolina, right around the corner. Looking forward to having George and Tsunami Robbie with us, and we'll be right back. Four. Straight down the middle. It went straight down the middle. Then it started to hook just a wee, wee bit. And that's when my caddy lost sight of it. That All right, welcome back in, everybody. It's time once again for birdies and bogeys and biceps around the state of South Carolina, starring George Bryan and Robbie Thames. I'm part of the show as well. I bring the bogeys. George brings the birdies. And Robbie 
brings the biceps. So we all bring something to the table. Good evening, George. How are you? Great to have you with us once again. I hope everything is going well. Today was a a 36 kind of day, maybe 54 if you play fast. Oh, and I'm telling you, what a beautiful day. We get these days, January, they tease us. They make us think about our beautiful spring. And even it seemed, if you're walking out there today, it's just like spring. It doesn't get any better in the Midlands of South Carolina, and I can't imagine it being a whole lot different anywhere else. So I hope you got in the middle of the day and and, and enjoyed it. And let's bring Tsunami Robbie who represents the biceps. I know if we all were standing beside each other, most they would get mixed up. I mean, if you visualize the three of us and my biceps, I mean, mine get bigger the, the longer I stay on this radio. Welcome, Tsunami Robbie. Oh, my gosh, G3, you, you, you just crack me up. That is <laughs> representing the biceps. But uh, glad to be here as always. Great day, as you guys talked about, uh, South Carolina, anywhere in the South, really. This is why we live here. It's, it's um, you know, we don't get those 12, to 12 degrees below zero, hmm. uh, like, like in some places. And we get to go play golf in the middle of January. Can't beat it, guys. I, 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 I had my tsunami bar out today. I was swinging it around, trying to, you know, get into a little bit of a rhythm, loosen up a little bit, and... Uh, Boy, if I could have taken it to the golf course today, I might have, I might have made some noise out there, George. Might have made something beautiful happen. Well, what you do is, you just right there with that tsunami bar in your hand, you can visualize and pretend, and take your game out, even though you stay in. And what I've, I can tell you, the imagination is part of the most important part in the game. And so the, so as you think, there you go behind it. So I like that idea. Tsunami Robbie and I are going to get in the car on Sunday, and we're going to drive until we find a golf course where it's warm enough to get out and play. Now, here it's going to rain, but I'm already beginning to imagine the trip that starts on Sunday. We go to the PGA show next week. So we'll call in. We gotta, we'll work on this outside the air, but I want to get permission to at least give updates hmm. if there's time on the show. Before we get to Friday, how do you how do you react to that, Phil? That sounds great. I look forward to hearing what you guys uh, have going on down there. What when you go to the PGA show in Orlando? And I know it's huge. I mean, is this, is this about equipment? Is this about turf? Is this what's it basically about? What do you get to take in? Well, I'm gonna let uh, Tsunami Robbie talk a little bit because I'll run out of breath. And Ro- Robbie, when I go for air. You take over, but it's just about like a big mall. And imagine Titleist, TaylorMade, Ping, all your favorite golf club equipment companies and apparel just lined up like at a shopping mall, but open. And you're just wandering around looking at all the latest and greatest. There's also more. Robbie, what what I know what I'll be looking for, well, I just mentioned some of it, and I know I've got we've got other ideas in mind but you take it away Robbie you've been there five or six years in a row Mm. your turn Mm. yeah it's a it's a quite an interesting place and if you're passionate about golf it's um you know it's a it's a paradise of of toys it's uh, the newest greatest the latest uh technology uh and you know we got new drivers coming out uh stealth was the hottest one well there's a new hot one now and uh, we're going to see it firsthand when we get down there from Callaway 
And everybody's got their great stuff. Titleist has got a new lineup of stuff. Uh, new ball from Titleist, the Pro V, Pro V1, uh, uh, and Pro V1X have been re-engineered. And um, so there's some new data out on that uh, that I look forward to seeing. Um, then, Phil, you mentioned, you know, the other things. It might not necessarily be the stuff you carry with you to the golf course, but uh, things that you might find at your practice facility with, with turf and um and then the uh, they have always have new gadgets for for uh, uh, swing assistance. So whether you need to help keep an elbow in or get your wrist in the right position, they've got they've got so much stuff. It's really hard to take it all in in the in the two or three days that that you're there. Uh, the the people come from around the world. The demo day on Tuesday is my favorite thing. It's unbelievable. Uh, at Orange County National, the the practice facility they have is a gigantic circle. I mean, it's so you need binoculars to see the other side of the circle when you're there. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then and you see all the banners from all the equipment people just lined up around this entire massive circle. And uh, they got drones flying all over the place. And, and uh, everybody puts their own flare on it. The, the, the Puma, Cobra people, they usually have uh, some kind of some kind of party going on at, the, at their place. They like an up-tempo, upbeat atmosphere, and they, they turn it on. And, and um, the demo day on Tuesdays is um, it's my it's my favorite part of the show, but the rest of it is really good. Also good information if you're into fitness and, uh, you know, what, what people are doing from TPI right on down to, you know, the people like us that, that uh, get a small booth um, in there and, and uh, showcase our materials. We talk about fitness and, and – um, and then there's nutrition. There's everything. It's everything. You just can't. There's nothing left out if it's got anything to do with golf. Let me ask you this: um, How beneficial is it for your business for Tsunami Bar Sports and the other things you guys have? How beneficial is it for you to be at a place like this PGA National event to this showcase to show off what you've got? Well, it's um, it's very beneficial for us. I mean, we're a small player. Uh, so we don't get to we don't get to to promote with advertising dollars in national publications or global publications to where the people that come over from overseas uh, know anything about us. So they get to see us firsthand. And and uh, might, it might have been our second year there. Uh, there was an Asian contingent that came over and fell in love with the Laginator, and uh, they left, and then they brought back some more people from their contingent, and they left, and they brought back even more people. And uh, then they started talking about, um, you know, the, what can we do on the first order? Is, is 5,000 units too many? And huh. we were like, yes. <laughs> well, did you say, did you say, wait a minute, wait, would you repeat that, please? Did you say 5,000? Yeah, yeah, there's only one right. health in the workshop, and it's me, and I can't put that many together. <laughs> hey, so, so we uh, – when Robbie Tsunami Robbie says small, that would be small in the golf fitness arena. The Tsunami Bar technology, and it's 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 very difficult to describe. But the heavyweights, the industrial strength folks in other sports, they know they're learning about us. So our te- technology's new, but the big schools really know about the Tsunami Bar, and it was invented right there in the Clemson weight room. Back in 2012, David Abernathy and the strength team, uh, exercise phys team. Actually, Furman University did really the uh, opening research 
on the technology. And I was just looking while while we I've always am curious what's going on this time of year in the in college golf. And I noticed that Anderson University is ranked number one in the country in Division Two. Mm-hmm. Now Anderson has they're doing a study with the tsunami bar technology. It's not completed. They haven't concluded it yet, but it's on connective tissue. Uh, the connective tissue I'm referring to, ligaments and tendons. Tsunami, Robbie, talk about. Now, first of all, congratulations to Anderson College. The men's golf team's ranked number one in the country. That's pretty stout. That is stout. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so I was also looking at, I think Limestone's got a good ranking. They might be, They might not be, uh, yeah, they're number 19 in the country, but. Uh, congratulations there. Tsunami Robbie, talk a little bit about what that means, connective tissue and ligaments and tendons. Uh, why is what, why is the tsunami bar so valuable uh, protecting this part of the body? Yeah, the uh, tsunami bar and some of the early studies that you mentioned out of Furman uh, studied uh, directly the amount of muscular recruitment when compared to the standard Olympic bar uh, what the tsunami bar produced uh, in the prime movers, I'll use a bench press as an example, so the, the pectorals, the pec major being the prime mover, uh, with the first assistant, assisting mover being the, the uh, triceps. And then the uh, tsunami bar uh, was shown to recruit uh, at least three times more stabilizers around those joints that, that keep the integrity of the joint really solid, three times as much muscular recruitment in those areas than the standard uh, uh, Olympic bar that's primarily been used for the last 100 years. So if uh, that technology is proven uh, to be uh, more beneficial when it comes to stabilizing the joint areas, the elbow, the shoulder, the knee, the hip, uh, and that's proven to be the case in the schools that have used our products, their on-the-field injuries have been reduced significantly. So there is a benefit and uh, we can't uh, we can't reach out and say that the, that our product is the is the sole is the sole um, purpose for those on the field injuries being reduced, but it seems to be a common denominator throughout all the schools that we work with. Yeah. So when it comes to what I know about connective tissue and ligaments in golf, we get all focused on things like the shoulders, the elbows, and the wrists, and and uh, the knees. The knees are kind of sensitive as we grow older, Tsunami Robbie. I don't know if you've noticed that. Phil, the hips no, can get a little bit tender too. So. Yeah. So, uh, I'm not at that stage yet. Everything still works on me, so I'll let you guys talk about your injuries. I'm good. <laughs> of course, maybe it could be now. I imagine you guys are torquing at a much greater rate, much greater level than I am. I mean, I don't. I mean, George, when you take the club back and you make that turn and you're coming back through, you're creating, I don't know, maybe 50 miles an hour more of club head speed than I am. Would, would that be safe to say? Uh, that would be quite the exaggeration. I think I, I, <laughs> in my radio mind it's that, but the truth of it is it's, it's a, it might be about the same to a two mile, uh, a mile or two more. I think the difference is I, I probably swing at it a little more often than you and get it in the center of the face a little differently than you, maybe a little more often. But here's the cool thing mm. that we've noticed uh, from a golf standpoint with the technology. Uh, it really, I know it was built for the industrial strength, young players, young athletes, but I think the biggest beneficiaries are the ones 
starting around our age where you got a few a few miles on the tendon and ligament what we call tensils when you got a few miles on the tensile tread our product tends to have a greater influence so i've got 78 to 80 two-year-old men that are technically getting faster with club speed and they're staying off the injured reserve now everybody gets a tweak and has to has to sit out for a round or two and that's important but you know what we found is when you get older but you can get that club to go faster there's something special about that tsunami bar technology and hey phil i'm going to shift gears a little bit it was really neat having you in our training center because we got a chance not just to mix it up and talk a little bit about the product, but we got some new things coming in the spring and summer that do will attract more golf. We got a brand new short game area to, to help uh, refine golf skills, but most importantly, we'll have outdoor mm. demonstration for the Tsunami Bar technology. So what we're finding is a lot of cool things done outdoors, especially since COVID. And bar's a lot of fun to, to walk around, hop around, create protocols with uh not just with superstar athletes like football players but also the the young players the elementary school children middle school early high school doing balance agility and mobility talk a little bit about that for a minute the the value of the balance and agility as it's uh connected to that technology tsunami robbie Yes, sir that balance uh that's number one on my list uh, uh we all we all on that speed and agility part, uh, trying to go faster and do it in the proper sequencing uh, so everything is timed up just right. But that balance, if you don't have that balance, and, and Phil, when you were in here uh, yesterday going through a couple of swings and uh, the balance was off a little bit, but mm -hmm. after that quick lesson, all of a sudden things tightened up. And uh, when that balance got better, that club face was all of a sudden starting to wash that ball a little bit better. So. Uh, balance is huge, and it'll uh, it not only help um, uh, on that injury uh, front. When you got good balance, everything is working properly and then falling into the right place. So the injuries are going to be uh, reduced because you don't have strain in the areas where you don't have uh, want strain. But you're going to play better, and uh, playing better is, is always number one for us. We we like to we like to shoot those low scores. Um, at least speaking of low speaking of low scores. <laughs> Speaking of low scores, uh, they took it deep at the American Express at Palm Springs. Woo! Somebody who has had yep. experienced some rehab the last few years. Wesley did get in the event, but there's some other South Carolina players that are playing well. Ben Martin had a good day today. Phil, I'm sure you've updated the leaderboard, but let me do it. Taking it. Let me do it real quick, George. I was saving you for this moment. Yeah, I'm glad to see Wesley's back out there. I was going to ask him, ask you uh, when he'd make his debut. So Davis Thompson. 18 under par, 62-64. John Rahm, who's off to a great start. My goodness, what kind of year is he going to have? He's 16 under after a pair of 64s. Tom Kim, 13 under. J.T. Poston, Sung J.M., and Jason Day. They are all at 13 under. Far as others we follow and locals, we got Scotty Scheffler, 68-65. He's 11 under. We've got uh, Ricky Fat. We got Carson Young. Carson Young, nine under, sixty-seven, sixty-eight. His connection is what? He's Wofford, right? No, he's Clemson. He's Clemson. <laughs> Does Tigers appreciate that? I'm sorry about that. 
Uh, all right, so he's Clemson. Okay, nine under sixty-seven. Huh? Carson is one of the finest, well-mannered young men uh-huh. that uh, that you'll ever get to meet. And I did I watched him play junior golf from afar, and he is a one of the great things about the game. Carson Young, my, Carson Young may be 150 pounds, hmm. uh, maybe 5'8", maybe 5'9", and let me tell you, he annihilates the golf ball. He hits it farther than just about everybody, and he's just hmm. a s- small fella. What's great about the game is doesn't matter what size or stature, and he, he doesn't look as if he would be really a, a competitor. He doesn't act that way, but, man, he is steely and tough, in the heat of the moment, he seems, he doesn't get mean. He smiles. He's like a, a, a happy assassin out there playing golf. And uh, yeah, I, I needed to say all that. I know you he's at nine under par playing well. Yep. He's somebody that I truly pull for. And keep going. Let me I'll give you these others. Going. Okay, you mentioned Ben Martin. Ben, a 66 today. He's at six under. Uh, we got Will Zalatoris, uh, six under after a 69. Wesley Bryan, okay, very good. 67 yesterday, George. Excellent. 74 today. Uh, three under. We'll get back to him in a second. Bill Haas, three under. Uh, Lucas Glover's three under. Matthew Neesmith, minus one. Jonathan Bird is even. Andrew Novak, he's from Wofford, right? He's from Wofford. That's absolutely. who I was thinking of. Andrew Novak, uh, he is at plus eight after the two rounds. And the uh, is this a non-cut event? I think it is. No, they play. They play three rounds, three rounds, and have a cut. Okay. We, I didn't see Will McGirt. Didn't see Will McGirt uh, in the field yet. You might get to him later, but he is also from Walford. So yeah. Pretty yeah. cool to have Clemson, South Carolina, Walford, uh, Coast. Uh, there are a lot of. I'm leaving them out. I'm sure. There's several other schools. No, not Coastal. Our Coastal guys over in that other tour. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's playing. He's playing that other tour, you know, as our. So, but you know what? Even even with those guys not on the PGA Tour now, fellas, this is still. I mean, the PGA Tour is still loaded with impressive names and good young talent coming up that will sustain the PGA Tour until we see what eventually happens between these two tours. Oh, absolutely. There's a. Uh... And I think it's uh, I think right now it's pretty cool. The media is, uh, I think there's some, it's it's some pressure on the media to go ahead and bring out all these other young players who are superstars, and I I think there's some responsibility on the media, the visual media, the television, radio, and the print media. The print media, there's going to be some good. We'll get to figure out who the journalists are in the in the in this coming year, Phil. There's no question. So I think it. Yeah, there's plenty of talent. Uh, Cameron Champ, absolutely. He's one of those that not a lot spoken of, but he is completely awesome physical ability. You mentioned John Rahm. I can tell you there's nobody on the planet that has uh, more physical gifts than John Rahm. Mm-hmm. And I, he's got a great personality. So got to ask him the right questions. You got to talk about him the right way. Mm-hmm. So we, so, they, so the, it impacts. Uh, the way people think about them. That's my opinion. So, All right, let, let me ask you this, because people want to know, you never talk enough about Wesley and how he's doing, but how is he doing coming off his injury, and how's he feeling going into this season, and what kind of schedule do you think he'll run? 
Well, he does not have the official status. He got in. He didn't. I think he finished uh, just under 200 last year, and so that means he really uh, he's got to get sponsor invites or qualify. First time in years, in in three years that he's that he's been healthy, and he's close to 100 percent. His game is good. I talked to his brother just earlier and prep for the show, and his brother said this. He's driving it good. <laughs> he put the new paradigm in his bag, and apparently that's made a big difference. So he's playing good, didn't score well today. And when his big brother says that, that Wesley's playing well but didn't score well, that's not a combination I hear a lot. <laughs> but when he says he's driving it well, so there's hope. He's got to take it kind of deep tomorrow, but he will uh, – I'm confident his swing is good and his short game is solid. He just keep doing what he's doing. He'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, ben Martin, by the way, is uh, another one of these players that I think we got to keep our own. I think he could have a breakout year. His game looks absolutely spectacular to me. And hey, Jay Bird, I noticed he's in the field. Mm-hmm. Jonathan, it wouldn't surprise me at all for Jonathan Bird to win this year. So. Uh, it's a lot of a lot of neat things going on. I was trying to look at the schedule, the upcoming schedule, and I I can't look forward without thinking about and talking about Augusta National. That's only it doesn't seem it's what twelve weeks away, eleven or twelve weeks out. Coming at us quickly. It's coming at us quickly. While you're doing that, I want to mention two guys here in the state. SEGA will begin its schedule next week. SEGA tournaments, the 27th annual Tournament of Champions at TPC Myrtle Beach. Uh, Robbie, I don't know if you know this, but I've never been invited to the annual Tournament of Champions. The word champions, the word champions in there eliminates me from consideration. But that gets us started, guys, in the state of South Carolina for the SEGA tournaments uh, next weekend. We'll be talking about that. And it was yeah, fun talking. That's exciting fun talking uh to sam jackson 2022 player of the year and we're gonna have him on in the future too because we didn't quite finish up that conversation and i didn't get my uh calendar out too far and i'm seeing that next week's the pebble beach pro-am mm-hmm. we're talking about a lot of fun but that's one of my favorites to watch on tv also yeah uh so hey fellas i'm looking at that clock and it looks like uh, we're about to play the last hole, maybe even putt out on this final hole. And I do look forward to next week. That There's a little code. What is it? The triple B5 when you're checking out. When you try out the Tsunami Bar product, triple B5, and that gets you a 5% discount on the Tsunami Bar Sports website. And you got another video up, Phil. How do you find out? how to go to your website. Yeah, folks can go to sportstalksc.com. We have the video of uh, Robbie demonstrating. Now he's got the um, Laginator demonstration going, which I love watching him do the Laginator because he's so good with it. And then on our website, the digital ad for Tsunami Bar Sports, just click on that ad. It takes you right to the, um, I hate to say the parts department, but that's where it takes you to. It takes you to where all the, all the things, the, the tsunami bars and the laginators and everything else are there. And if you use that code, triple B five, you get 5% off fellas. Beautiful. Do it. I like it. Augusta, Augusta is the 13th, the 13th week. So for, uh, 
for Tsunami Robbie. We'll t- check in with you next week from Orlando. Hmm. See him high, but shoot him low. You guys have a great time going up and down International Boulevard in Orlando. Sounds like fun. Chris, I might go down there with them and leave you guys behind. You should. That sounds like a great time. It is a great time. I hear nothing but great things. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you Monday. Uh-huh.